1: Hi guys, welcome back to Note to Self with Peyton Sarton. That's me, I'm Peyton Sarton. So right now I'm sitting in Joe's apartment. I'm in DC currently and I will be flying home from DC when y'all are hearing this podcast. So I took the week off last week from podcasting because I was just all over the place. Um, In New York, I had the best trip ever. I feel like as a person with pretty severe (laughs) anxiety that I talk about a lot, Uh, New York is really the only city that moves at my natural pace. Like I don't get a lot of anxiety there because I feel like the whole place is going at the speed that I want to go in. And my anxiety is usually triggered when I'm like slowed down by something. Like when I go home to Fort Worth, I'm literally like stir crazy. Like I go literally crazy and like probably have like five mental breakdowns depending on how long I stay. But, uh, New York completely different vibe. I'm walking around everywhere. That's also a big thing is like I walk like basically everywhere. Even when I take the subway, like walk to the subway and then walk wherever I go after. And I feel like that really just like gets a lot of energy out, you know, so my anxiety is calmed. I absolutely love it. There's so much to do, there's so much opportunity. I feel like when I first decided I wanted to do the blogging thing, I realized that I could live in either LA or New York and probably like make it work in terms of like my job. Like I felt like those two cities would make my job much easier on me. Um, And there'd be like, like a lot of people doing the same thing as me and it would just be like a good energy and like just the place to be kind of. But when I decided to live in LA, my reasoning behind that was one, it is less expensive than New York in a lot of ways. Um, and I knew that, like, as a person coming from college with zero dollars, I think I made $400 blogging the first month I moved out to Los Angeles. Um, otherwise, I had to, like, work weird jobs. Like, I was a babysitter. I was, like, a beverage sales girl that like went into whole foods and like tested beverages like i was the person sitting in whole foods giving you testers when i first moved out to la just doing stuff like that i would go hand out like i worked for a beverage company would hand out their stuff on the beach and stuff like promo stuff anyways so i really wasn't killing it in the very beginning and i thought you know based on how much it costs to live in la and how much it costs to live in new york i feel like i could give myself a better life in la faster um, than I could in New York just cause it's more expensive there. Another thing about LA is the sun's always out. And of course, you know, LA helps my depression and New York helps my anxiety. So I'm really torn <laughs> because the sun is a beautiful thing to look at every single day. It's pretty amazing. I'd still wake up every morning after five years and I'm like, Hey Alexa, what's the weather today? And she's like, the weather today is 75 degrees and sunny with no clouds. And that's a beautiful thing. So that's another reason I I moved to LA because I do love the West coast. Anywho, I think now I'm at a point in my life where I could live in New York, like, and be okay. So I would like, it would be my absolute dream to live in New York for some period of time. I don't really like the winter times. So I was thinking, here's my thought. Here's what I'm trying to manifest lately, guys. And play Everyone get on this. Okay. Before you go to sleep at night, calmly think about this for me and manifest this for me because really it's for us because i can tell you all about it (laughs) joe's team plays in washington dc which is actually just a train ride away from new york that's how we got back from new york this time we rode on the train so his team is in dc these baseball players get traded all the time like all they're going all over the place a lot of joe's team just got traded away like two weeks ago um, to different teams and stuff and like new guys came in to joe's team so i'm thinking okay well there's two teams in New York. There's the Yankees and the Mets. And if Joe got traded to one of those teams, we could live in New York, which is also his dream too, by the way. He loves New York. Like, we both just love it so much. We could live in New York from, like, April when the season starts to October when the season ends. How perfect would that be? Like, so fucking perfect. In the offseason, which is from, like, October to January – he and I are really discussing where we want to live and where we want like our home base to be out of. And we're looking at places kind of all over the place, but you know, it'd be really beneficial to be somewhere with no state income tax. So, um, as our like residents or primary residents. So we will see about that. So it won't be New York in the off season. Also it's too freezing in the off season. Like I'm not doing the winter, like I said. So we'll see what happens there. Really hoping he gets traded. If he doesn't, I mean, I love the Nets. Don't get me wrong. I literally love them so much. The team's amazing. The families are amazing, everything. But like, selfishly, I want to live in New York, and I know that Joe really likes New York, too. (laughs) Like, a lot. We love it there. If he does end up staying in D.C., which it's kind of looking like he will. He's been here for quite a while. Uh, When he goes away for trips, like if he has, like let's say they play in three cities and they're gone for two weeks, you can find me on the train to New York immediately. (laughs) I will stay there for two weeks by myself and have the best time ever. So my New York vlog will be coming out this week on Sunday, uh, and I'll share all the places we went, all the things that we did. We had some really amazing food. I had a lot of days just walking around New York by myself. It was unbelievable, like dream, dream trip, and I haven't been back since 2019, so it was really nice to be back in the city and see some friends and all that stuff. A little topic shift about Joe, though, Uh, I'm sitting in his apartment right now, He uh, has had some trouble with his arm recently in the past, like, week. It actually started in New York when he was pitching. And he went in today and got an MRI and everything. So the Nationals announced on their Twitter that Joe is, like, kind of on their injured list for a hot sec so they can find out what's going on with his arm. He has had surgery on his arm before, so they think it might be something related to that. So everyone keep him in your thoughts and prayers because... We do not need Joe to be injured, Um, and he just is so freaking cute and works so freaking hard, and he doesn't need this. He doesn't deserve this, okay? (laughs) So everyone be thinking about Joe. We love Strikeout Daddy around here, and he needs to get back to striking people out. All right, so those are some of my updates. Um, Another fun update real fast before I jump into the topic of this episode, but um, I am going home on Tuesday when you all are listening to this, And I am going to be shooting drop two of full disclosure, fucking finally. I have the samples in my hands. I have the thing. Oh God, y'all. I'm so excited. I have the exact photographer that I want shooting. My friend Claudia is going to help me in terms of like the modeling stuff The mood board is looking great. This is going to be the high summer collection. So once we shoot everything, I'll start teasing it to you guys on uh, the Full Disclosure Instagram as well as my Instagram probably. That's at disclosure on Instagram. On this episode of Note to Self by Peyton Sarton, we are talking to one of my good friends, Iman. I'll link all of her socials in the show notes. I have known her since I was 21 years old, so for about a little over five years now, six years actually. Um, and Iman and I fell in love in the bathroom of a club. We were waiting in line to go into the bathroom. We were all kind of in this big group of people. Like when I lived, okay, let me back up. I interned in Los Angeles when I was 21, my junior year of college. So I was in LA for about eight months and there was like a group of kids we go out with that went to UCLA because we're all in college and Iman like hung out with that group of friends. So we were in this massive group. So we'd all pregame together and like go to a club. So we went to hide and Iman and I were like in the same group, but we hadn't really talked to each other. So we were in the bathroom line together and we just became literal best friends. I think we went straight from the bathroom line to like the photo booth. And then we went back out to like party. Iman was <laughs> 18 at the time, I think, um, So anyways, you know when you just like fall in love with someone in the bathroom, like you guys are like hyping each other up and like imagine you just like became friends for six years after that. When I actually moved to Los Angeles, a lot of Iman's friends kind of became my friends and I met and hung out with them um, a lot. So a little bit about what Iman does. Iman works at We're Not Really Strangers, which is a company that started as a card game um, that you would play with a stranger and it started by her friend, Kareen, who. Years ago, when I moved to Los Angeles, I met and saw working on this project, like, years prior. And she'd be working on it constantly, photoshopping and doing all these things for this vision she had for We're Not Really Strangers. And it's been crazy to watch it go from her vision to, like, an actual physical, not only game, but then, like, literal, like, just a social movement. On Instagram, you've seen their stuff everywhere. Go to um, at We're Not Really Strangers on Instagram. Um, they're a very popular Instagram page and they grew like crazy because they really get to the the heart of like human connection and um, bring out, they bring out our humanity in social posts, like in this digital world, which is so cool. And everyone can kind of connect to the messages that they send out on social. They also do like text messages and emails and things like that too. So I have seen this project grow from the ground up and it's been so cool to like see like hear the idea about it and I was like at the first I'm like I don't really understand what this is like I know it's a card game but like I don't really get it and then we would go to these events that Kareem would host and Iman would also like Iman has been right there this entire time and she's been a huge part of We're Not Really Strangers. Um, We would go to these events and they started at Soho House in Los Angeles um, or the ones I went to first did. Basically you would go in to the event and it'd be a bunch of people that you don't know. You There's a whole group of people from all different walks of life, right? Come into this event. And then at the event, you draw a number and this is the way that you're matched with a stranger. So you'll draw the number, they draw the number, you go match up with your stranger and then you go through a mini, we're not really strangers card game. And you ask each other questions. I mean, the questions are so so amazing, and they're all about first perception, and then kind of getting to the thick of things, and then it's like a reflection period after um, you guys have asked each other these deep questions, and it's it makes you kind of uncomfortable. It's very interesting, and just like it's just a beautiful way to connect with people. So I started going to those events because they were so much fun. You guys can watch a video of people playing We're Not Really Strangers, the original game uh, on YouTube. You can just search it. Uh, they did one on like the Santa Monica Pier and then there's one that they do just like in a warehouse downtown and got random strangers. But um, it really is such an amazing concept and out of that concept grew the social platform, which again, like I said, you guys have totally seen before. It's They're all over the place. So like I said, Kareen is the founder of we're not really strangers she's such a little genius she also is absolutely beautiful just stunning inside and out um and kareen and iman have been friends for a long time so when kareen started it iman kind of hopped on the team and helped with out with whatever because iman's just like one such an amazing friend and two such an amazing asset to anybody um like work wise she also is so brilliant and just like dedicated to what she does so since Winners has started. Um, that's the shortened version, so you don't have to say we're not really strangers all the time. They came out with expansion packs. There's plenty of expansion packs. There is the uh, dating one, I think it's called Honest Dating, and that's more for like if you're going on dates and stuff like that. Uh, the expansion pack is great. They have them at Urban Outfitters or on the winner's site. Um, also, the relationship expansion pack is really great. Joe and I played that kind of like in the, more towards the beginning of our relationship, and we just recently played it. Uh, on date night in New York, which was so, so fun, so interesting. Just, like, it's really nice to kind of re-up on that a little bit. Um, There's also a breakup expansion pack, which is really cool to me. Because, like, talk about getting uncomfortable. And then there's the self-reflection expansion pack, which I actually just purchased. And I'm going to, like, go through by myself, like, maybe once a couple times a week I'll like do a little journal entry or something based on that so anyways so I'm really happy to bring y'all this interview I think Iman really talks a lot about kind of bring your, bringing like your soul to the digital space and social media and kind of gives us a little insight on like their mindset when they're creating social posts um, and these social posts always go viral because everyone can relate to them so I think it's just such a genius um, way to go about doing social media so all that being said I'm excited for y'all to talk to Iman because I fucking love her on so many levels, but she has so many good things to say, and let's get into today's episode. Okay, so I'm sitting here with my friend Iman. We're sitting in her living room. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we're kind of not in the living room. We're kind of in the dining room, but we're sitting here with two glasses of wine and our sweet green salads. Obviously, I picked us up sweet green because it's very on brand, obviously.
0: I literally never had it before because I, <laughs> I live my life. Doing the least boring thing possible. Every morning I wake up and I'm like, "That's gonna be too boring." So when I think of sweet green, I think boring, and then I don't get it. (laughs) And it was good.
1: Next time, get the little red chilies because that's what I normally get, and it's it like makes it spicy, and I know you like that kind of vibe, you know? I do. So pro tip. Um, Okay, so I'm sitting here with Iman. I I already will have done the intro, by the way, for you. So I've already introduced them to you. We met in the Hyde bathroom. Well, maybe we can we can talk about how we met real Well, fast. don't
0: say in the Hyde bathroom because it might sound like we were doing...
1: Oh, yeah. We weren't doing anything crazy. We were young and too naive to even know people were doing crazy things in the Hyde bathroom. Yeah. Hyde is a club here, by the way, for those of you who do not know and know Iman and I were not doing cocaine in the Hyde bathroom together. So we met via friends at Hyde and we just like, you know when you bond with a girl in the bar bathroom or the club bathroom and like, you guys are just besties? Well, Iman and I became besties and then just like literally stayed besties
0: yeah usually it's a story where it's like oh my god i made the best friend in the bathroom yes. i don't know what her name is mm-hmm. but we like literally were like pen pals while she still lived in texas i just loved yes. your blog post that's <laughs> true and
1: then we never stopped unfortunately we were, and then we were besties so yeah iman and i met a long time ago and then i ended up moving to la um and after a long and winding road iman so Iman used to live with her boyfriend, let's say that, her ex-boyfriend, obviously. She has a new boyfriend who's fucking amazing, and we love him so much. He's an angel on the earth. We were just talking about it. But basically, Iman and her boyfriend she was living with, how long ago was that? Like
0: It was a year ago, like around this time. Yeah,
1: around this time. So her and I had been friends for a while, and then my friend, one of my best friends, Kelsey, who you guys, if you've watched my YouTube channel and stuff, know, Very um, intimately (laughs) from our quarantine adventures. Uh, Kelsey lived in LA as well. She's moved since then, but basically, Kelsey had a room open. And the reason Iman was like even more in my life from before was because once she and her boyfriend broke up, Iman literally lived with this man. This is one of my favorite things about you. And I want to start this conversation off with this because how old are you? 24? I'm 24. Okay, so Iman's 24, pretty young. 23 at the time. And she was dating a guy that was like, you a world, you know, you lived with him. You, she's like very modest, very much like both working and a housewife. Like she like has all of the food prepared. She has like, everything's clean and perfect. And she's like, is very nurturing. So that was her life with this man. And basically was just like, you caught messages being sent on Instagram. And I'm telling you this girl, <laughs> The second she saw something she did not like that made her uncomfortable, she immediately left this man's home and went to find a new place to live. She didn't catch him like actually cheating or anything. It was more just like, this makes me uncomfortable, and this is a version of cheating to me. And she was like, goodbye. And how long had y'all been dating for?
0: Like years. Years. Yeah. I've heard
1: heard about him prior for a long time, and um, Iman was like, okay, well... Texting me like, hey, do you have an extra room in your apartment? Is like your roommate moving out? And I was like, no, I'm, she's not moving out, but my friend Kelsey has a room. And at this point, I basically lived in, in Kelsey's apartment. Um, I was like, "She's an extra room. Her roommate just moved out. So Kelsey and I are probably out drinking that day or something. And Iman, I, we come back to Kelsey's apartment. And there's a air mattress on the floor in the empty room. It is pitch black in the apartment it's like daytime outside but like it's all the windows are drawn black, yeah. <laughs> and we get in the we walk in the apartment and iman's in there in silence with a bottle of wine on the ground on the air mattress naked. and i was <laughs> naked and i was like this was hours after she had found like just messages she didn't like on the instagram they
0: were very yes. very bad they were bad and it's just one of those messages that it's
1: like why?
0: Like, oh, I'm dating. I'm dating like a sleaze bag. Like, I'm dating a yeah. guy that keeps messaging, messaging you on Instagram, mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. don't respond. And like, that's my boyfriend.
1: <laughs> no, it's not. No. And if you guys go creep on Iman, Iman does not deserve that. Just like her personality doesn't deserve it. But like, no one who looks like Iman <laughs> should ever deal with that. Okay. So within hours, she's on the ground at Kelsey's house and literally never looked back. Ever so, she's lived in Kelsey's apartment for a while with her, became her roommate, and now Kelsey's moved out, and this is Iman's apartment, and that's where we're sitting right now.
0: That's where we're <laughs> sitting in my once um, place of you know comfort during a breakup, and now I live here. She
1: lives here. She's thriving here. I actually went through my entire process of like dating three guys while Kelsey lived in this apartment. So like, off and on, not really dating, but like talking to guys. Every drunken call that I made at night was made on the couch that I'm looking at right now. We had some great times in this so apartment. So many memories. And now I'm back. I haven't been back since Kelsey moved out. So I'm looking at all the new furniture. There's a new organization system going. Kelsey, if you're listening to this, <laughs> Kelsey, sore subject. Plug your ears. <laughs> Kelsey said she left. <laughs> she doesn't want anything to change. I'm pretty sure she wanted to like leave the furniture. Uh, her furniture in this apartment literally (laughs) so
0: sad I felt bad moving anything yeah because I feel like this is like Kelsey's apartment like the wi-fi is still Kelsey's home (laughs) like it's literally her house I'm in her room it's not my room it's her room it's still all her
1: god okay well yeah Kelsey was the queen of this apartment for a while but we've had some great times here so it's nice that I got to come over bring my sweet green bring my wine and talk to Iman about her working at one of the coolest companies I've ever seen from like almost a back end perspective, which is we're not really strangers. I explained to you guys a little more in the intro. If you guys don't know about we're not really strangers, you need to go look them up. Um, I just think it's really interesting that they've mixed like, Dealing with like raw human emotions and feelings, and like made it a business to do so in the best way, you know. Because usually, if you think about business, you think of like exploitation and like shit like that. But with we're not really strangers. There's like a positive message, so I wanted to talk to you about that first. Let's chat. Because another thing about Iman, a couple years ago, when I was talking to her about like my work and where I wanted to go, we were having like a wine night. Imam mom was like, I think my calling in life is to like, to be a wife and a mom and I never want to work. And you were very not guilty about that. You were literally like, that's what I want. So I don't care. And I, knew I
0: was meant to be a mom before I knew I was meant to be literally anything else. Yeah. And nothing else really. Like I said before, I live my life. on like, what's the least boring thing possible. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't else. know <laughs> if like having a serious work thing mm-hmm. is for me. I think I just need to be a mom.
1: Yeah. So she was always saying this and flash forward like two years, she is the, Hardest worker at this job <laughs> that you have ever seen. She's working all hours of the day, just like super committed. So, first question I have for you is basically, can you give us like a little background of We're Not Really Strangers, like the way that it started? Because I was lucky enough to watch it on the back end, um, like being friends with you and Kareen and like kind of watching the vision come to life. But I want to know like kind of what the company looked like when you really came on in a more serious way. And then, how has it grown since then?
0: Yeah, um, so funny. So, Kareen is, since the day that I met her, been one of the most amazing, like, creative people I've ever known in my entire life. So, like, when we first started hanging out, she'd sleep over at my house, and she'd wake up and be like, I'm going to go to Skid Row and, like, photograph people and, like, and interview them, and I'd be like, you're going to do what? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought she was, like, a little weird. I was like, I mean... I guess we could also like go get our nails done. But or also, something. I want
1: to like I want to comment. Karine is literally like a th- supermodel. <laughs> yeah, like, not someone that should be walking around. Sk- no one should be walking around Skid Row just for their own safety most of the time. But Karine literally looks like a supermodel too, so she draws a lot of attention. Yeah, regardless.
0: she's just like the. She's just her brain is like insane. So with that, also. With all that creativity, I noticed she wasn't as, like, organized. Mm. So when I first started out, I was like, I'm not creative at all. But I can help you, like, respond to emails. I can help you respond to DMs. I can help you, like, work out partnerships. Administrative, for sure. Like, let's just, like, figure this out. And I was was like, I'm not creative. You can figure everything out. But I'll help out with this. Like, literally, Oprah could have emailed her and she would have missed it. (laughs) So um, I just started out, like doing literally any and everything mm-hmm. we'd go wheat paste the town i would like respond to emails wheat paste, would... by the way means oh yeah <laughs> wheat paste sounds like a drug like, you put like a poster up and put glue and it's like street art yeah um i loved when y'all did that i remember that when y'all really first fun. started doing that, that it was, was really very
1: fun. like uh what's it called just like ground up kind of work yeah. like from the bottom you know
0: definitely I lost my train of thought.
1: So y'all were wheat pasting. Yeah, city? we were
0: wheat pasting, and at the very beginning, we didn't have a like whole lot of stuff to do. So I just go over and we would just like be best friends, and then mm-hmm. also just like work. Yeah. And I like went into it. I didn't go to college, and I was like sometimes negotiating partnerships, and I had no clue what I was doing. Or sometimes mm-hmm. I'd like talk to production, and I had no clue what I was doing. It was really just like yeah. No clue what and when you are just doing you're it. You're
1: talking about production, you're talking about producing the games. Yeah, yeah, like
0: production with the game. Yeah, yeah. And then I kind of came on more formally as like the first employee. Mm-hmm. And since then, I mean, working at a startup is so different than anything else because people are like, well, what do you do? And it's like you literally Everything. just yeah. do whatever you have to to get <sighs> it done. Like I still couldn't tell you what yeah. I do.
1: That's how I feel about when people ask about being an influencer because yeah. – uh, now there is kind of like, there is a word for it, influencer, but like, I think the connotation with influencer is like, you have people taking photos of you and then you post them on the internet where it's more like, it's a little mini startup, you know, yeah. you're like, you're pitching yourself to brands. You're talking to yeah, and you marketing like, people. have no clue how to do no. it. You're just like,
0: Oh, I guess you just do it. You just
1: do it and learn as you go. Yeah. I'm learning that right now with my company. Cause I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. And I've made so many mistakes already. Like. So many fucking mistakes. Yeah, but that's
0: like the best part because you yeah. do something and you're like, oh fuck, I actually can't do that. Yeah. So this or is what like, I'll do I need
1: to get started way sooner, or like yeah. everything takes way longer than I thought, or you know whatever it is, or I spent way too much money here, or whatever. But you just like learn as you go. And talking about like producing, manufacturing products and items is like really overwhelming and yeah. like intimidating. So I understand what you're saying with that. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's very like funny. Yeah, it's almost like. It felt like being an imposter. It's like okay, I like mm-hmm. don't know what's going on, but I'm just like I don't know if you've seen like Life Size with Tyra Banks, yes. where she's like typing yes. on the computer and she's <laughs> <It's>, like, ex- <laughs> yeah. it's like not real words. Yeah, that's what it felt like at first. And fast forward a year, um, like I always said before, like I'm not creative, I'm not creative. Creen's always like shut up. Yeah, you are. And like fast forward, yeah. well, actually years, I'm like writing a lot of copy now. Um, Doing just like my full job as creative and like none administrative anymore. Yes.
1: I feel like you literally are Kareen's like just like right hand person.
0: Yeah, I think um, so. Before it was just me and her. So it was definitely a lot more of like just yin and yang. And now we, yeah. there's like 20 of us. So it's definitely yeah, like a lot of people. A lot of people who can now like kind of fill in those blanks. So.
1: Yeah. Okay. So it's grown a lot. Yeah. And you've been there through the whole entire time. So I think that's what's really been cool for me watching We're Not Really Strangers but also like uh it, it's been also inspiring to watch like basically when Kareen started it I had just moved to Los Angeles which well, she, hadn't, she hadn't even started it yet but she had like the idea for it and I remember going to lunch with her randomly like not with you it was like me and kareen at lunch really? yeah and we that's were so talking funny. about something and it was at soho because you guys were always at soho house always and that's when i kind of fell in love with soho house too because like i worked there and y'all were there and kareen was always on photoshop like
0: yes. photoshopping
1: stuff yeah. and like learning to photoshop and t- like watching videos about how to photoshop and for
0: like this happened for like two years when i first moved to la and i'm like no she used to spend days so like days Karina is very, like, particular about how she wants things, and Mm -hmm. she will work on something until it's perfect. If she has no clue how to do something, she'll figure it out. Yeah. So before, now most of our Instagram is all real-life art, but Mm -hmm. before, a lot of it was photoshopped. Yeah. And she would literally just spend days just, like, figuring it out. We call Soho House literally, like, where winners kind of began, because Mm -hmm. we would go there and ask random strangers to play, like, this random game off a PDF we had, Mm -hmm. and we'd just, like be playing with everyone in there and it's
1: also just such a great place for that to happen like there's so many creative people in there during during the nighttime it gets a little more bougie and people like trying to flex and be cool but during the day at Soho House if you're working from there it's a lot of like directors and people like that that aren't that are literally just in there working and like meeting people so it's I always thought that was so cool but I all like when she would explain it to me I'm like I don't understand what this game is. Like I genuinely don't understand. Like I was like, I yeah. need to get on your level, but like, I don't, I don't get it. And she was like, it's going to be cool. And then like she'd be photoshopping stuff and it all looked really cool, but I didn't see the vision obviously cause I'm yeah. on the outside. So I'm like, Hmm, what's green doing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> we'll see. I guess she's like life size on her yeah. laptop. And just she, just Yes. And, but she knew she always had like such a perfect vision of what she wanted. So after years of learning to Photoshop and like make like, it looked like full art, but it's like all digital, which is crazy. Cause a lot of people try to do that. Like, like custom, like as if something was spray painted on a wall or whatever, but she like literally learned how to make it real. So I watched that happen for a couple of years and then she started this and then you were like, I don't want a job. And then you were like, Uh just kidding. I'm going to run this whole thing. (laughs) And that's happened in the last five years, (laughs) which has been wild. But I really do. I remember when y'all started the, um, wheat paste and I thought that was so cool it was really impactful too. Cause it was like interactive with the audience too. Okay. So, um, I wanted to ask th- this specific question because I feel this when I, as an influencer, because my job is so personal to me and like, uh, my feelings, like my life events, like all of that is monetized. Like when I move in with Joe monetized, <laughs> My wedding? Monetized. Your baby? My baby? Monetized. <laughs> maybe not my baby, but maybe. Who knows? <laughs> Let's see how much money first. Um, but like my relationship is somewhat monetized. Like everything, I do think in the back of my mind, like about the business side of like my actual life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my question for you is, what is it like to work at a company that's driven by like the raw human emotions and the experience of being human? So how do you juggle being like, business-minded while also being creative while also kind of being in tune with like what your audience's feelings are you know what i mean and being like so feelings driven
0: yeah so we're huge believers in like what's most personal is most universal so we're not like setting out to like oh my god what are the most people going to relate to it's like no what am i going through right now Let me, like, be vulnerable and share this. And I'm hoping everyone else will relate to it. Because I relate to it. So I think, like, instead of, like, trying to figure out, like, okay, how am I going to, like, make everyone relate to a post? How, (laughs) what's going to be hot right now? It's like, no. What happened last week? How was your breakup? How do you feel today? Like, are you having a shitty day? Like, all that stuff is literally what everyone else is feeling Mm -hmm. and just, like talk to those people Yeah, yeah. And it's literally everyone.
1: Yeah, that is true because I feel like everything I see on the Instagram and the reason it grew so much yeah. through sharing and all of that stuff is because it was so relatable in like a really deep way.
0: Yeah, because it's all just like stuff that we've all experienced. So yeah. I think we're very like, um, we'd rather put out something that we love than like try to make a sale. And I think that's also, like, a big thing that we stand behind. Okay, so as a
1: digital creator myself, I'm always trying to produce content that I think is going to be impactful. And you kind of answered it a little bit in the last question. Um, But, like, really leveling with yourself and being like, okay... Does this, is this Instagram post necessary or is it just like frivolous or is it just like celebrating myself too much or like, is it going to be like a positive thing? Um, mostly stories and stuff like that as well. So my question is, uh, well, not really a question, but like, I want you to kind of take me through the process of creating what you believe is an impactful post on social media. So like Twitter, anything like that too. Cause you guys send texts as well, like yeah. a newsletter thing. Yeah. How do you successfully create content that makes you kind of like a thought leader because, like, you want to be a leader if you're going to be, like, a company that's, like, kind of paving the way. Yeah. And also, like, something, instead of, like, leading your audience, being, like, there with them, too. Like right. in the pack. You that's, know what I mean? That's a funny way to think of it. A lot of my friends and I all the time get caught up in, like, are they going to like this? Is this going to be something that resonates with them? And all the time I, I revert back to, like, okay, you're supposed to be a fucking... Yeah. influencer like you're supposed to be like the person who leads yeah <laughs> like
0: don't think about what they like they yeah. follow you because
1: you're you because you're you mm-hmm. and like what would you do in this situation like right. do what you trust to be the right situation and, and lead people in a direction rather than being because I'm also a follower as well of right. things I'm a follower of we're not really strangers I'm a follower that's of other people funny. so like how do you like create content that's like leading someone in a positive direction you think and also being like, like right there with them
0: yeah you have to be intentional about, I guess, like being inspired. Mm -hmm. So I think something about working here is like living through a lens of like, this is something that can make me better. This is something that can change my perspective and something that I can put into art. Mm -hmm. So like, if I'm like in a huge fight with a friend and it Mm -hmm. sucks, I'm literally thinking like, how do I feel right now? I wonder how many other people relate And how can I put this into words where I'm, like, talking to those people who relate to me right now? Yeah, yeah. So it's just, like, whatever I'm going through, whatever movie I'm watching, whatever I'm doing, I am being so present and intentional about what new perspective this gives me. Like, even the breakup that you talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. I am, like this is so not something that is serving me anymore. Yeah. So how can I move on? How can I like gain perspective of like what I want and what I don't want mm-hmm. in my new relationship? Like I had a bunfield be like, well, how'd you like move on so quickly? It's like that literally wasn't working for me anymore. And mm-hmm. big fans of like practicing what we preach. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, boundary. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just being intentional about like stepping outside of a situation and being like, how is this helping me grow? Which is hard. Mm-hmm. I'm not always perfect about it. But what I
1: love about we're not really strangers is y'all are not preachy. So when yeah. it comes, that's another thing I think yeah. when it, going like back to like creating impactful posts on Instagram yeah. and being both a leader and being like. In the thick of it with people who follow you is like you're never preaching at someone. Right. I like that y'all ask rhetorical questions almost. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a lot of like questioning, asking people to question themselves, and it's but it's never like I'm up here right. as a creator of this game, and you guys are down there. Like, and I think that's what we're y'all really at winners. I've not called it winners this whole time, but I'm not saying we're not really strangers again.
0: Talking,
1: yeah, <laughs> it's winners. Y'all, you guys are really good at like giving people grace and like letting people have permission for giving themselves grace for like not being perfect people, which is another great thing. When you were coming up with content and things like that during that time, like when the whole thing with your ex happened and all that, do you feel like you were really drawing on that experience to come up with like a lot of like breakup stuff and like moving on stuff or like doing what you got to do for yourself kind of thing? Like, were you really inspired during that time?
0: Yeah, so, like, that's around the time that, like, our breakup pack was written. Yeah. Um, a lot of these things, like, the honest dating pack mm-hmm. was Kareen kept going on dates and mm-hmm. felt like she didn't know what to say or felt like she had to be this perfect version of herself. So, like, what's that tool that gamifies being vulnerable on a date? Yeah. A lot of these things are literally made out of personal experiences. Yeah. and just, like, like, the only thing that we have. Like,
1: wanting something like that. Yeah. But I think everyone has that experience, too, by the way, of, like, wanting, like, you know, I love y'all's extension packs where it's like, I always, me and Kelsey would look up at dinner or something like that. Cause Kelsey and I have been friends for a while and yeah. we had like, literally talked, especially through quarantine. We talked about every single thing in our lives like 10 times. Yeah. So we're like, what the fuck else do we do? do so we would like about? Google, like conversation topics yeah. that were like more like offbeat or like things that would spark like conversation that we hadn't had yet. Because like, we were like, what the fuck do we talk about? We talked about this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. All our friends. Like, like what else do we else say? Else and yeah. it was definitely a necessary thing. And I've done. Joe and I did the dating pack when we were just started, like being in a relationship. It was too early for the relationship pack because we hadn't like been like, "I love you" yeah. yet or anything like that. So,
0: relationship is like, "I love you" in past. Yeah.
1: yeah. So we did the dating one via Facetime. So every night we'd answer a couple questions, which was really fun. And then uh, this is like a little accidental promo for all the packs but the relationship pack joe and i did and we literally had the best fucking time ever doing that we stayed at we sat at elefante which is a restaurant here for five hours maybe six hours doing the whole thing like spilling our guts to each other off of these prompts and what i love about this game is it really does connect you whether you're strangers or whether you're friends or whatever i recently got the self-reflection pack too so
0: the part that i like about it is like You don't want to ask on a first date like, "Do I look like I've ever checked my ex's phone?" But it's like Yeah. The game told me to ask, so I'm going to ask mm-hmm. and we're going there and I, hate those it, are, but I love it.
1: <laughs> those are the kind of questions you'll find on the um honest dating one, which I do like. My last question for you before we break into a little mini winners question session for me. Um, what has working with the we're not really strangers team taught you in work and in life?
0: We are literally all so close like Mm -hmm. we cry on calls together it's a very normal thing that we're just like crying we're sharing things that's something that
1: I was trying like when I'm asking you like how do you manage business and then like feelings and stuff like you guys are the guinea pigs of how these questions how these like posts are going to make people feel and like it's crazy that you again it's it's a business that you're running because it is a profitable business but also like there's so many feelings involved. Like when else do you see that besides like literally therapists? Yeah, or we're all you know?
0: constantly oversharing. So like <laughs> when I have spare time with my coworkers, it's very much like, who are you dating right now? How's your heart right now? How are you feeling right now? How's your new apart? Like like they just like know everything about me. I can be my craziest self. I literally like walk into the room with our graphic designers. I will literally fart and record it <laughs> and laugh. <laughs> and walk out and they just like accept it as just like this is Iman mm-hmm. we love it well no they don't love it it's just like a very healthy work environment of people who like genuinely care mm-hmm. about what they're doing and about each other, about each other. Yeah. and it's just like so fun
1: every day is so fun so what would you say that's taught you in well in work it's taught you kind of like to like actually give a shit about your coworkers and how right. powerful that is um in life what do you think it's taught you
0: I was talking about this with Karine earlier, how like your coworkers are kind of like your involuntary involuntary best friends. Yeah. Not that it like that kind of has a negative connotation, yeah, yeah. but it's like you hang out with these people all day, you have to get to know mm-hmm. them. Something that I've learned about just like my team is that they're always just telling me like, you can do this, like you're like a genius, mm-hmm. like you like it's so much of just like people believing in me that I'm just like why do you think this? (laughs) It's like literally, why do you think this? So I just think like having a team of people who just genuinely are like there to help and just there for you is like a game changer. And I don't even know if I could work at like a linear company because I just would show up in my sweatpants and like cry on my meeting and they would be like, what the, like Mm -hmm. who let this girl in here? I
1: think that's also, I mean, I feel like you're personal life is like that you've always since I've known you had a really strong support system of friends yeah okay let's do a little mini winners question session from one of the question askers herself
0: okay so the first question I want to ask you so I didn't ask you like what I think people want to hear I'm asking you literally like what do I not know about Peyton and I want to know about her so my first one is like which part of your job looks more glamorous than it is The whole thing. The whole thing. Which part, like, get specific. Here's what I want to ask, because I feel like when I watch Peyton's stories, I'm like, yeah, cool, you have a cool apartment, I know, I see your couch, you're so rich, like, you're doing all this stuff. It just looks like very, like, okay, your life is, like, perfect and easy. I know it's not, because I know how hard you work. Okay, I'm just going to draw off literally today's experience, right? I woke up,
1: and I'm filming a video today, and has a sponsorship in it where I have to work out. And do <laughs> a sorry, sorry. Just like <laughs> I have to work out in the sponsorship. Which the product I do use, like I use it, okay. but I'm doing I'm filming today. I had to get the bulk of the video done today. So the premise of the video is what I eat in a day. So I really filmed what I ate today, which I didn't want to because I ate truffle pasta. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. This is so like people usually do healthy what I eat in a day, but so right. I'm literally like, this is realistic. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I went to lunch with my family. We had a little like lovely lunch. Anyways, I woke up this morning. I had so much shit to do. So the video will go like this. I woke up in the morning and made my bed, which is true. I did do that. So I had three hours before lunch and I worked all of those hours, like sitting on my ground in my living room working, but the video will show that I got up and worked out. (laughs) and didn't do that I didn't believe that because it's not interesting to watch someone work you know and I do work out I'll do my workout my tomorrow's workout I'll put it in as like I did it today so it is real um it's just that I didn't have time to do it this morning so like that is more glamorous today I was sitting on the ground sweating in my apartment with my shitty coffee and I was um answering emails in a full-on panic for three hours then I got ready and I shaved my eyebrow off (laughs)
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that. But I
1: did share that today. Like I was like, people want to know this. <laughs> I did shave my eyebrow off today. Just <laughs> the
0: top part. I can see it.
1: So now I look really. Incredible. I didn't see
0: it until you told me, but now I see. Yeah. It.
1: So I did that. A little mini panic attack. That wasn't nice. Again, the video will show that I just went <laughs> <don't> to work out. <laughs> the record will show that. Um... I did say on my on my um, story though that I shaved my eyebrow off. Then I got stuck in traffic. Then I got almost gotten like five wrecks today. Again, none of this is going to be shown yeah. because I'm I'm literally like in, in the car on a phone call. Whatever. I went to lunch. I'm trying to video lunch for the YouTube video. So you're literally
0: hunched over and a hunchback. Yeah, hunched I'm back. hunched over. I'm like shut up. So my know? family's talking. I'm like shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm like, hey, Mom, put your phone down. Put your phone down.
1: <laughs> not so glamorous. And that it's not so glamorous. And that hair. is debunked.
0: <laughs> Here's what prompted my next question. Peyton for as long as I've known her, which was long before Joe.
1: Mhm. Long before Joe.
0: Long before Joe, Bye. biggest Bye. savage on the planet. Not savage like, "Oh yeah, I don't care about anyone." It's literally genuinely like you're not adding enough to my life so I must work and move on. It's like very cutthroat. Like she meets a guy He's cool. Like, he literally has to catch her attention more than doing her emails, which is literally no one. She's one of the hardest workers that I know. And it was just very much like, I might be alone for the rest of my life. Like, I'm okay with raising kids by myself. Like, she had accepted... I went through a whole
1: stage of that. Like, I literally was like, I would use a sperm donor. Like, the best sperm on earth. She (laughs) had accepted
0: that she might be alone because it was very much just like, I... Don't care. I'm so hyper focused and like, who cares? So I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely going to be married before her.
1: <laughs> we had a, I remember that specific conversation. Yeah. You were like, I want to be married. And I was like, I don't think I ever want to be married.
0: Yeah. You're like, I could literally raise a kid by myself. And I was like, wow. So <laughs> she was just like, always been so, so, so focused. So then she starts like dating Joe and she genuinely liked him, which is just weird for. I'm sure anyone who's followed her, because you know her, also weird for all of her friends, because it was like, okay, like, do you guys, like, hug and yeah. stuff? Like, even anyone you doing that? Like, do you guys, um, when my family saw us together, they were
1: so freaked out, but that's yeah. also why, like, when I put him on my Instagram story for the first time, I did it really inconspicuously, it was like a mirror shot in a window, yeah. and I had, like, 14,000 people see the story, and his name had 44,000 clicks on it.
0: Yeah, sounds like about that's right. how because like everyone's like, what the fuck? It just like does not compute in my brain. Now it does because I've seen you guys together. But so my question is, in what ways has your current relationship taught you about love slash about yourself?
1: So my current relationship taught me that I'd never been in love before. Yeah. And I thought that I was because I really respected people and loved them in a way like a family member or like a friend, (laughs) right? Like I've dated, I've dated guys before that I was like, I just like love him. He's like, great. I love him like
0: he's my cousin. Yes. And now
1: I realize this is my first experience being in love at 26 years old is when I met Joe. So Mm -hmm. I fell in love for the first time. It is really the scariest thing ever. Like, I understand why people say it's so scary. I know. Like, I, know. I like, don't I, want I, I to go outside. Like, I'm literally, like, I don't want you to leave your house. Like, I'm literally panicking all day. I yeah. feel like something horrible is going to happen to you. Um, I think it taught me, <sighs> what was the question about myself?
0: Yeah, so, knowing you before, like, I, I just have noticed a switch where you're, like, a lot softer now. Yes. And, like... A lot more like affectionate like if we're sitting next to each other you might actually touch (laughs) my body with your body when before it's like "Mm." well it's literally
1: like you know that like quintessential character in a movie it's like the ceo girl who like doesn't ever want a man yeah and then like she falls in love with like the quirky guy who just like is there and never leaving her alone (laughs) he's like you're just gonna love me and like then she falls in love and then like she is the one making it complicated all the time being like well what do i want and he's like I'm here (laughs) like the whole time. There's like a Cameron Diaz movie, literally that I'm thinking in my mind. It was exactly that where I was so hard and fast on everything. Like I just was so focused on work, which I want to comment. I moved to LA for work. I did not move to LA to like have friends and have a boyfriend. That was like the least of my things. I did really enjoy working and then partying really hard, (laughs) but then getting promptly back to work on Mondays. So like, I wasn't expecting that and that's not what I wanted. So I wasn't looking for it. I was like, we're doing this, we're working, we're doing, we're going full steam ahead. And when I met Joe, he snaked his way in there and I had started like, I also was in a place where I could pay my rent now. And I like, wasn't like fiending for money, you know, like I could like, you know, he met, I met him at the right time. Right. I wasn't like living paycheck to paycheck anymore. So, um, I think I just like, wanted to talk to him, wanted to respond to him, and he snaked his way in there like that, and now I'm, like, a little romantic, makes boyfriend montages person, so.
0: When I saw you do your first kiss on Instagram, I was, like, she, the one she's in Mexico. literally, like, <laughs> yeah. going to marry this person. Yeah. What is a non-negotiable for you in terms of friendships in this chapter of your life? Because I feel like, just, like, being completely honest... When you get a boyfriend, it's like you are so obsessed with that human. I almost feel like friendship bar gets raised because it's like, this almost has to be more fun than hanging out with my boyfriend. And that's what like being in love is like. Well, so my boyfriend had to be more fun than hanging out with myself, Mm, which was
1: hard. Right now, which is also an interesting question for you because you've seen me from my college friends. So Iman knew me when I was like literally in college. My college friends who are still – some of my best friends yeah. like in life right now, through like my early 20s friends. You see me like with my going out friends here in LA. Like I've always had friends around like for different areas of my life, like my going out friends or like my friends I get lunch with once oh, every I've couple months. have met all the phases. Yeah, you've met all the phases. So it's really interesting that you asked that. Now I think for friendship, I want no competition. I want people who are, I don't wanna say low maintenance. And I mean that in like the best way, no, no, no. you know no, what me I mean? It's like super important. Yes. Super so important. like I'm not embarrassed to say that. people who aren't, um, super needy in friendships, like, I feel like that's one thing that has helped me keep my college friends for so long. Like that. I feel like those are the people that will be, be at my wedding kind of people where like I could go two months without talking to someone and then talk to them the next day. And like Same. everything's normal or longer, you know what I mean? Like I might want my best friends from life, like mm-hmm. from middle school moved to London for two years and we, we like, I went and hung out with her in London. We hadn't spoken for like six months. I landed in London. We're like, yeah, anyways, like it's the same shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) And she was working super hard in London doing what she did. I was working hard here. So like low maintenance is really important for me, bridging the gap from being like 23, 24 to now 26, 27 has brought me into a full new stage of like, friendship, I think. And being friends with women in their late 20s, early 30s, there's just like a different vibe about it. And it's not people so reliant on each other, which is really important to me right now. And um, because I work so much and now I have Joe and like a lot of change coming up now. So like, I just, I don't know. It's that kind of thing.
0: You know, it's also funny though, is like, just like the phases that you go through in your 20s. Like, I feel like the night that would have been the most fun for us a few years ago mm-hmm. we could still have fun but it will never be as fun as it was no. at the time no that was the it that kind of stuff was the most
1: fun like it, it was 22 fun. 23 and you're just coming out of that now yeah. but you you've always kind of been a more of a stable relationship like you kind of get that whole vibe I was y'all I was balls to the fucking wall. I was blackout <laughs> every weekend because no, I like, worked so but, hard. Okay, but I've here's my so favorite hard.
0: thing about you while going out. You don't care about what you look like. No. You don't care. You just care about having the most fun. So like paint on the table. Like, like literally just like <laughs> biggest idiot doesn't care. Just having the greatest time and it's contagious, which yeah. is why I had the most fun with you because you just... Have never cared about. Well, you know why? Because there's
1: like. literally nothing behind the eyes. So, like, I'm literally, I get ready.
0: I get ready.
1: Before the last we even you remember.
0: <laughs> yes. Like, before oh we my leave God. the house, Yvonne has gotten me
1: fucked up. Yeah. Now we're at some, we, Iman, what I love about Iman, and also Kelsey, and the reason I think we all vibe really well is because none of us ever had like a goal going out in our early 20s. We weren't like, let's go see this guy. And if we were, it was super loose. It was like, let's go see him. His friends are cool. I'm not going to go like
0: leave all my friends hang out with a guy. Like it was very much like I'm going to have the best night.
1: Yes. Again, I was so fun because again, lights on, no one's home. But I think I just literally believe in the universe, putting the right people in the right place. And I have had some amazing friendships. And the ones that have stuck have like just gotten better over time. Yeah. Like really good. Uh, but that's Eames. So because Ema is an influencer, because usually I end with like being like, okay, tell us where we can find you on the internet.
0: <laughs> you can. Okay, here's the thing. If you're listening to this, um, DM me your best would you rather that's like my favorite thing in the whole world
1: next time i have you on we'll do would you rather i feel like we should do like i need one more mic these mics are fucking expensive so i have to yeah we're (laughs) we're reading a little bit (laughs) um but when i have another mic we'll do a a whole would you rather session me and kelsey
0: oh so would you rather is like my thing so if you're listening to this um dm me on you literally don't have to follow me just dm me your best would you rather i would love to read that
1: I will put her Instagram in the show notes. You should definitely follow her anyways because she's the best. Um, But you can follow a lot of Iman's heart and soul at We're Not Really Strangers. All right. So thank you guys for listening. And you guys can follow me at Peyton Sartre. Obviously, I started a fucking Instagram for note to self. It's at NTS by PS. I was trying to figure out what name wasn't taken. Like if I put note to self by PS, taken. Note to self podcast, taken. So note to self pod, whatever. So it's at NTS by PS, which is great because it's only a couple of letters and typing it out is easy. On TikTok, y'all we've been going viral on TikTok lately, which is the best thing. I'm on accident. Um, that's note to self pod on TikTok. Please rate and review you guys when I watch, when I listen to your or watch watch. <laughs> Wow, the half a bottle of wine is really getting to me. When I look at y'all's reviews, I like kind of want to tear up every single time. I kind of do tear up every single time. Um, it's amazing. Thank you guys so much for rating and reviewing. That helps me a lot.
0: Also, if you're listening to this, DM Peyton a voice memo of you farting just directly <laughs> into the thing.
1: That sounds like a very Emon thing to do. <laughs>
0: I'm going to do that first.
1: <laughs> Also, I opened my DMs recently. I let people respond to my stories because I was like, I'm going to open the gates again. Oh, yeah. And now I get a DM every three minutes. Well, before I just
0: – you know live. how you can do like the send button? Mm-hmm. I would just send it to you. Yeah. And well, you just could just always
1: want... do it because there was always people that could oh. – anyone that could – it's my friend on Instagram. Well, could before
0: respond. there was a second where no one could though. Yeah. I,
1: yeah. That. I really did that. No one, not even Joe. No one could. Anyways, I reopened that today. So y'all can do that. You can slide in my DMs. Please don't overwhelm me. Like, please don't ask me what to have for lunch today because people do that all the time. And I'm like, girly, I don't know what to tell you. Also, I have anxiety. Please don't DM me that. <laughs> Anyways, um, love you guys and see you next Tuesday.
0: See you next time. <laughs>